We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Timeline is a Blue Wire podcast. They did it, Sam. The Phoenix they Suns did it. defeated hold the on, Los Angeles on. Lakers. <laughs> Are you chugging live? No, I'm not chugging live because I still need to speak, but I am drinking live. <laughs> Dude, they fucking did it. That's amazing. It really is they amazing. They really did it. Maybe the best game of Devin Booker's career? I mean, obviously he's at 70 points, but... The stakes are a lot different when you're playing against the defending champions and LeBron James. Mike, 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 Mike. It's obviously the best game of Devin Booker's career. Come on, what are we talking about? You're right. This is a game. It's it's insane to me. Like, it's so sudden. I think it hasn't sunk in for us yet. Like, what this means, you know, what this what this really means. This is how the narratives change. Yeah. Devin Booker had 47 points. He had 11 rebounds, three assists against uh-huh. the number one defense in the NBA. I don't care who was and wasn't playing. The number one defense in the NBA sent them home in game six on the road. That's a legendary performance. Yeah. It's a legendary performance by any metric for the Suns in their franchise history in, you know, his current generation. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. 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 And, and I mean, that's where you start. That's where you start, dude. Well, they needed it. I mean, like, campaign was not quite right. Chris Paul didn't really turn it on until really the end, right when we needed him, to be honest. So every point that Devin Booker scored 
was necessary for the Phoenix Suns to win this game. It was incredible to watch him perform and to be that locked in and to know exactly how they were going to defend him on every single play. This man was prepared, he was locked in, and he did everything that they needed him to do in order to win this game. It was maybe the best performance I've seen. I mean, the best performance I've seen for the Phoenix Suns since obviously they were last in the playoffs and, and one of the best I've ever seen for the Phoenix Suns. Absolutely echoed there. I mean, one of the best performances I've ever seen for the Phoenix Suns. The number of times I saw Devin Booker split the defense, especially in the second half when the Lakers began to trap, this was a game where if Booker just didn't have the execution down, if he played like he did in games, what was it, four and uh, two and three, he had a couple. He had a couple of iffy games in this series. I forget if it was two and three or three and four. But if he played like in those games, the Lakers could have caught up. They could have won this game. They straight up could have. They started. I mean, how how did you feel? How did you feel in the third and fourth quarter? Because to me, a 15-point lead that the Suns were clinging on to for most of the time in the second half felt like it was basically a one-possession game. <laughs> that's how that's how anxious yeah. I was. I, I went back and forth to my Twitter feed. You know, I was still tweeting. But honestly, I felt like I was going to throw up at some points. That's how crazy it was. Uh, I'll be honest. I was pretty confident at that point of the game. And here's here's why. Throughout the season... The Suns would get out to big leads on teams. Then those teams would make runs as they do. We would hear the classic Eddie Johnson, the basketball is a game of runs rant that he does for those games. And then the Suns would hold their own and end up winning the game at the end. And this just felt like one of those games. It wasn't necessarily, I didn't feel like they were collapsing in any way. I felt like it was a matter of time before the Lakers, with everything on the line, played absolutely desperately on offense and on defense, you saw Schroeder diving around all over the place. That's not something you can keep up for long enough to win a game at that point. They had to play right. and give everything just to catch up enough to make it kind of a game. And as soon as Chris Paul came in, campaign, like I said, didn't quite have it, fine. As soon as Chris Paul came in, I was fully confident because <laughs> I've seen this movie before. This is why you get Chris Paul. It really is. This is why you get Chris Paul. I said it because I wanted. I said it on Twitter tonight because I wanted to put out the meme. It's a meme to say that. And then, like fifteen seconds later, it cut back from commercial to the broadcast, and Grant Hill literally said that. <laughs> that he was like, "This is why you trade for Chris Paul." The it's, steady it's hand in the fourth quarter. He did exactly what he needed to do. Hope he can rest up. Hope he can rest up for what's going to be a crazy series against the Nuggets. Uh, we'll, we'll preview that this weekend. He needs to hit a three by then. He needs to hit a three. Uh, but otherwise got to his spots in the mid-range. Oh, my God, dude. And 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 you know what? The, the reason I think I was anxious, I know, I hear what you're saying. The Suns, you know, they've they've been a relatively steady team, even for a young team this season. But it's the, you get there. It's the gravity oh, yeah. of the situation. Oh, yeah. The gravity of being able to call yourselves the team that sends LeBron James home in the first round for the first time ever when he's done it He's been in the first round 15, 16 years in a row. Incredible. Yeah. Tonight was incredible. I just had a drink. <laughs> I just had a drink delivered to me. So che cheers to you, Sam. I know you're far away, but cheers. Cheers. Let me just say this. Cheers, man. Devin Booker was drafted. 23 games they won in his first year. 24 games in his second year. 21 games in his third year. 19 games in his fourth year. And then 34 games when Ricky Rubio was added to the team, Kelly Oubre was added to the team. And then this year, 51 games and eliminated the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers with 
possibly the greatest player of all time, LeBron James, who they turned into Joe Ingles in this series. <laughs> Tall Ricky Rubio, as I called him earlier uh, earlier in this podcast. But what this means for Devin Booker cannot be understated. And what it means for Suns fans to see Devin Booker come through in the biggest moment of his career thus far. It was incredible. Look, obviously the Suns winning this game in any way was going to be fun. I talked about it on the last episode. Game sixes are where heroes are born. But the fact that it was Devin Booker was perfect. For Suns fans to see the guy that we've had his back for so long, that we've given him love and he's shown the city love time and time again, for him to go out there and to defeat possibly the team that we hate the most in the first round after they won a championship. Poetic is a good word for it, Sam. A really good word for well, it. Well, I'm, I'm, I didn't come up with that. We, Some people listening will know we did a locker room. Fantastic opportunity. We did a locker room with Kevin O'Connor. Today, he's been uh, on the pod before, and he had some spare time, so we chopped it up about the Suns previewing the game. Um, and you encouraged him during that locker room. It was really fun, by the way. But but you encouraged him. You said, hey, you're the guy who like supported Devin Booker in the mainstream media when no one did. Take a victory lap. And tonight, I want to point out, he just tweeted, quote, after years of slander and claims he's a good stats, bad team player, it's poetic. Devin Booker dropped 47 points to win the series for the Suns versus the Lakers, who had the NBA's number one defense. Outstanding game by an outstanding player at only 24 years um, or at only 24, his best years are ahead of him. So uh, cheers to you, KOC, yes. wherever you are. Cheers to you. Cheers to anyone who who believed. I didn't always, you know. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, dude. The, he had, let me go to the box score real quick. Eight for 10 from deep? Incredible. Where did that come from? He, he, where, where did, like, he broke the curse. <laughs> literally broke the curse in the most important game of his career. Which, of course, Remarkable. I always I always made the comment that at some point, Devin Booker's going to break the 6-3 threshold and, and do it with 10 threes. Or do it in some dramatic way because that's what Devin Booker does. You know, his, his ceiling for points was 39 points for like a season and a half. And then he scored 70. It's just what he does time and time again. When he exceeds, he really, really exceeds. And I want to say, Suns fans, take this victory lap with KOC. Do not be afraid. Do not hold back. We have earned it as a fan base. We started this podcast when DeAndre Ayton was drafted. We podcasted every week as they won 19 games. I believe we've earned it, Sam. And I believe every Suns fan that was there time and time again when we watched them lose games, game after game after game, when we watched them put absolute garbage around Devin Booker, we have earned this. Do not hold back. Enjoy this. Do whatever you can to embrace this moment. They obviously right. have more work to do, but just to see what they did tonight is a victory in and of itself. And don't deprive yourself of enjoying that victory just because they have more work to do. We're not doing anything. I'm not checking in. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Series number two is coming up, but give yourself a day or two. Yes. Honestly, just give yourself a day or two. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. That first season, Mike, what were the biggest storylines we covered? The Greta press conference <laughs> and Rachel Nichols talking about goat shit on the jump. Like, what What did we have to talk about, you know? Jesus. Garbage. It was garbage. And to see this now, and credit, by the way, once again, to Monty Williams and James Jones 
The turnaround in such a short time for this team has been remarkable. James Jones recognized what they had in Devin Booker. They put the proper type of teammates around him. And most importantly, they made the hire of Monty Williams that turned the team around and brought Chris Paul to this team. And that's what made them into the contender that they are today. We've How many times do we ask whether or not the Suns were a contender? I think we can pretty confidently <laughs> say that they are now. Yeah, and, and other people are going to have to... I mean, they are catching up to that now. So now it becomes... And I even asked KOC this on the locker room today. I was like, so if both LA teams lose in the first round, the Clippers haven't lost yet, but if they do... What what does it look like? What is the like? I'm I'm almost worried that now you know immediately it's going to be like let's uh, let's talk about free agency. Who's a free agent that <laughs> would look really good in purple and gold this summer? But no, now they'll be forced to talk about us. And I don't give a damn if the ratings are not the highest they could possibly be for a Phoenix Denver series, for a Utah Dallas series, and and the subsequent Western Conference Finals in in the West. I don't care what the ratings are. Um, if you like basketball, you should enjoy good basketball. Uh, and and I said this earlier tonight. I'll say it again. Like if you like basketball, you should recognize that the Lakers played an objectively pretty ugly series. Their offense was horrid for vast stretches of the series so you should be at, at least willing to concede that the suns proved they were the better team through six through six games yeah um and that you know, they deserve to advance i mean it's a pretty simple thing but but it's just it's amazing to me you know some of the takes that come out when when people it really dawns on them that they're not going to have the lakers they may not have the clippers to rely on for media coverage for better ratings they really need to talk about this team um i'm just i'm just so glad that they've earned that coverage yeah, for one, fans should never care about ratings. Stop even thinking right. about them. Ignore the articles about them. Who Not cares? your responsibility. Who Not, yeah. cares? If they change the rules, then you can have a conversation about ratings if they're doing it for that reason. But why care about any of that? We've gotten to a point where media covering the playoffs can no longer talk about the Suns through the Lakers' prism. That is now over. They will now be forced to talk about who the Phoenix Suns are and what they've done on the court. And look, they will be forced to say something other than, oh, Chris Paul, he's been really good this season. He belongs in the MVP conversation. Like maybe it's asking too much, but they might actually even do a little bit of research on a guy like Jay Crowder or Mikhail Bridges or DeAndre Ayton or, you know, they'll or campaign. Like we'll see the stories of each of these guys who have worked so hard to get to this point. Maybe they'll start to be told for a wider audience. Guys like us, Mike and I, and and so many other great people in the Suns community. I know that if you're a diehard Suns fan, you've you've you know connected with our content in the past. And so, to any of you out there who have listened to an episode at all this season, to any of you who have uh, watched a video of ours on YouTube, I, I thank you sincerely. But at the end of the day, our reach is pretty small, and we know that. The idea that some of these guys might finally be exposed to the world for what they really are, that's a really exciting prospect. And 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 it really starts now. It starts here in the second round once you've gotten the, the juggernauts off your back in the first round in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be a fascinating thing to watch as it goes forward. The Suns are in round two of the playoffs. It really is incredible. People doubted them. I, I mean, there were times that we did. And, and look, they came through. I want to give a special shout out right now to Jay Crowder, who got ejected in this game for I don't know <laughs> why. I, I'll have to go back and look and just sprinted <laughs> into the locker room because he's hilarious. But what he did in this series 
should not go unnoticed. 18 points in this game. Spent the entire series guarding either Anthony Davis or LeBron James. Constantly got in the heads of both Lakers players and Lakers fans. Every team that's competing for an NBA title needs a player like Jay Crowder. And I could not be more appreciative that the Suns were able to sign Jay Crowder with that mid-level exception. He's everything that you needed him to be in the playoffs. And that was incredible to watch. When people talk about the Suns wing rotation, they often, they focus on Mikhail Bridges because look, we all, we love Mikhail Bridges. We love the idea of him uh, filling out into, into this bigger player with more offensive potential, yada, yada, yada. He's, he's a great defender. Mikhail Bridges is a nice guy. He really is. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, he's he's what? He's just No, you're a, right. He's, it's just a funny just observation. A, he's just a nice he's guy. He's not going to get on your nerves. I mean, he might he's not bother get on your you nerves. when you're trying to dribble, dribble but he's, he's not going to get in your face and get in your head. He's a totally lovable dude who's out there to play to the best of his ability. His Not his athleticism, but his natural measurables are off the charts. He's one of the smartest basketball players. I love that dude. I love him. Jay Carter gets in your head, and he's annoying, and you hate him unless he plays for your favorite team. And that's why I love Jay Crowder, and I've learned to embrace the streakiness of Jay Crowder because it's just it's part of the game. You're a high-volume shooter. You're going to go through cold spells and, and hot streaks. And right now he's on a hot streak these past couple games, mm-hmm. six for nine from deep mm-hmm. tonight. He was absolutely massive. And also, again, you know, McHale plays great defense, but Jay Crowder's defense was was enormous for the Suns and the grit, the toughness. He's been exactly as advertised, I think, for this team. Even with... Um, you know, I don't I don't know what the updated percentage is. I know going into this game, he was shooting like 21% from deep in the series. And so I think some Suns fans just looked at the stat line and were disappointed with that. If you actually look at the net rating stats going into this game, Jay Crowder had the best um, on-off differential yes. of any player in the Suns rotation. Mm-hmm. Like they, the Suns literally in this series going into tonight, no updated stats since it's right after the final buzzer here. But the Suns going into this game were... 40 points per 100 possessions better with Crowder on the floor. Oh, my God. Like, you know, Cam Johnson is a cool player. He makes great plays. He's really important. He's an important role player. Torrey Craig, important role player. But Jay Crowder separated himself in this series a little bit, I think. Yes. And proved that he is a guy who you really, you consistently need him out there 36 to 40 minutes a game if you're really trying to go with just your best guys. His value is is just so obviously apparent. When I was doing my work to try to convince... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Suns fans that Jay Crowder was the last piece needed for this team. The main point I, I focused on was teams are better when Jay Crowder is on the floor in the NBA playoffs. Consistently, there were times that he did not start on teams. There were times he didn't start for the Suns this year. But somehow, as the playoffs roll around and things start to matter a little bit more, Jay Crowder finds his way into rotations. And now, I think as Suns fans, we can appreciate that on a whole other level because we saw exactly what he does to contribute to a basketball team. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about this. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. All right, I just want to start again just by saying, just to really take another chance to appreciate this, Devin Booker had 47 points on 22 shots. That's insane. It's insane. It's just insane. <laughs> it. I can't even. I almost. I couldn't have dreamed. I couldn't have dreamed of him having that good a game. Seriously. Yeah. Like if you had asked me, like what's uh, what's the ideal scenario for the Suns tonight? I would say, oh Booker, you know he gets another thirty-five or like I forty-seven was not even in my mind. It wasn't in my imagination. It's as good as you could possibly get. In the playoffs, 47 points on 20. That's essentially an effective field goal percentage over 100%. Because if he was shooting twos and he made every single one, that would have been 44 points. And he scored 47 points. It's just, I want to just completely hammer that over and over and over again because it's just incredible. Luka Doncic just had 42 points for the Dallas Mavericks. And he shot 37 times. I'm not saying Luka Doncic is not good, but when he's we're, great, I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. But, but I think yeah. when we're appreciating the kind of scoring performances that these players do in the playoffs, this was another level of incredible. Just another level of incredible. Amazing. I was just, I was really happy to see that when, even when the Lakers went to trapping Booker tonight, it was just clear that the other options were there. You, you needed to prove that you had a semblance of a dynamic offense to kind of keep keep them off your tail. Yeah. And the, the Suns proved that. I mean, the shooters needed to hit shots. They did. Chris Paul couldn't hit that three, but he could get a pass from Booker, kind of reset the offense and get in, score from the mid-range. Um, a couple times, Booker fed a just a beautiful short roll pocket pass to Ayton, and Ayton was able to finish at the rim. That's obviously needed. Fouled. You know, not Or get fouled. And these were situations where it's a short roll. It wasn't Ayton three feet away from the rim he was catching it maybe 10 feet and he needed to take 
either a dribble or a long stride at the very least to the rim. It wasn't just automatic and he was able to capitalize regardless. I thought Aiton's hands were really good today. Um, I thought uh, I, I am a little concerned about one thing with him, which is after LeBron kind of elbowed him in the shoulder and he went down for a little bit, I thought he played the rest of the game maybe looking like he was a little bit scared to engage in any sort of physical contact. He didn't look that active on the boards from that point on. He he contested shots on defense, and he got up for a couple more shots on offense, but uh, he didn't exactly look like the same player. So that does concern me, kind of some of the... Uh, some of the health of this team right now between Chris Paul and Aiton mm-hmm. as we move forward in another series. Um, however, he did his job ultimately tonight. You got the win um, and, and caps off just a terrific series for, for Deandre too. We've always said with him, we said it earlier today. It's not about the raw numbers. He's had tremendous, tremendous games where you look at the box score and he has eight points and seven rebounds. And then he's had games where he has 20 points and 15 rebounds and he doesn't look that good. And it all depends for him. Obviously rebounding is important, but mostly it depends for him on those effort plays, uh, sealing off guys on offense, setting strong screens, uh, and then, of course, the defense. And he brought it consistently throughout the series. I think KOC said it right. The best basketball of his career was played in this series versus the Lakers, and I totally agree. Yeah, it's one thing to dominate Xavier Tillman in the Memphis matchup in the regular season. It's another thing to go out and absolutely play as essentially the best big in this series that stayed on the floor. And he it's was so that. funny that you it's so funny that you remembered it was <laughs> Xavier Tillman that like the one guy he dunked on this season. Oh, he destroyed. Right. Him. That's yeah. That's what you were talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Uh, he didn't just dunk on him. He dominated him for an entire game. I mean, uh, DeAndre just embarrassed Xavier Tillman. And, you know, I thought I'll be honest. I thought Xavier Tillman was trash because that's the most I had seen of him. I, I watched Memphis in the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, Xavier Tillman, he's, he's got some skills. It's just DeAndre Ayton made him look like an absolute scrub in that game. But to come into this series and to consistently score efficiently, to not take shots outside of basically the Sun's comfort zone, maybe not his comfort zone. I think he wants to take a little more mid-range than he's allowed to. But to understand his role within that offense, to play excellent defense, to really stifle LeBron James, it's like LeBron was a different person when DeAndre Ayton was off the court. It just was. There's no coincidence that LeBron dropped a shoulder into DeAndre Ayton because that's the guy I think that was frustrating him the most. It was a guy lurking at the rim that did not allow him to play that role, that turned him into Joe Ingles, as I said. Turned him into a jump shooter that was just ready to take those three-pointers. That was DeAndre Ayton. And credit to him because what, what a series. You talked about the Lakers starting to play with frustration there in the second half. As much as they were scaring me, we also saw... Desperation. uh, Their desperation, their shitty side come out. I mean, we saw that from LeBron. Uh, We saw Markeith Morris with a BS flagrant foul. What a shot. Who else? Who had the other... No, I know. That dude sucks. I hate him so much. (laughs) It's just... it, It would be karma if anyone beat the Lakers, but it's especially nice that we were the ones to do it this time around just to see him go home and, and not get to play basketball anymore. Uh, who had the other flagrant foul? Was it Schroeder? Uh, I don't even remember. You had other point. techs. Um, I was terrified that they were going to injure a Suns player at this point. I, I have this vision of Andrew Bynum just absolutely tackling J.J. Barrera as he went up to the right. rim. And that's what yeah, I was Yeah, I was worried about of. that too. Oh, when Cam, well, that was the marquee foul. When Cam went down and started holding his nose, yeah. like I got really scared. It's just I didn't want a freak incident like that. You had guys barking at the refs. Talon uh, Horton, here's a tech. He got a tech. Uh, <laughs> all, all sorts of dudes tonight. It was, <laughs> I was just, 
You know, for as much fuss as Anthony Davis, and we can kind of get over this pretty quickly, I think, but for as much fuss as Anthony Davis kicked up over uh, what is and isn't a basketball play, today I would say the Lakers had a lot of questionable basketball plays, but we can leave it at that. Got the win. Now it's time to move on. They played like a desperate team, and that's exactly the position the Suns wanted them to be in. They put it on them early, and then they scrapped and clawed their way back and only got it. I don't think they ever cut it to less than 10 points. Maybe 11 points was the closest they ever got it to, and the Suns just kept their foot on their necks and then won the game. Another shout-out once again. Chris Paul, the consummate leader, 12 assists, only one turnover in this game. Eight points, but many of those points coming at the most important moment of the game, exactly as you expect expect of Chris Paul. It's just incredible that I still I still have not, I feel like I still have not reconciled the fact that Chris Paul plays for the Phoenix Suns. It's still remarkable to me to watch him do this for our team time and time again. And look, if I, he, I, not an incredible scoring performance, but incredible game overall. Just to play the hypothetical game real quick, if Chris Paul could get to the finals this year with the Suns, continues to play at a high level, like where does he rank all time oh, as a son, that's, as a son's point guard? Oh, maybe. I mean, if it's just it really depends at that point. You're right there, you're right there at number. I mean, if you make the finals, you got to be number one, right? I mean, Kevin Johnson made the finals too, I guess. But Kevin Johnson made the finals too. I mean, Nash put in so many great seasons. So Nash is the greatest son's point guard of all time. But like, if Chris Paul won the finals this year, if he was Finals MVP for a series, like there are situations where Chris Paul, people, we've talked about this before. People think of Chris Paul as just a basketball mercenary. He just shows up like he's Gordon Ramsay, and and he changes your bullshit franchise overnight. You know, over the course of one season, and then he then he leaves. But Chris Paul has the opportunity potentially to stay here long term. Even if he doesn't, even if it's only a couple years, this has been a hell of a stint with Phoenix so far. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does for the rest of the playoffs. I'm really excited. Absolutely. And I think, look, uh, even beyond where he ranks with Suns fans, what I'm curious of is if the Suns really go on a run here, will the NBA fan bases as a whole, the ones that don't have teams left in the in the playoffs, rally around Chris Paul the way that they did with Dirk Nowitzki, for example? But I think they will. I think so, too. I think they will. I think he's a legend who... Maybe not Lakers fans, right? (laughs) No. But look, I I can guarantee you right now there will be photoshops of Chris Paul in a Lakers jersey tomorrow on Twitter and on Instagram because Lakers fans, as much as they like to pretend that they hate Chris Paul right now, everybody understands exactly what he brings to a basketball team. And I think 36 years old now, right? And look, the Lakers are not winning a championship this year. They're not. We can. We. They're he's done. also. He's also just. I need to reiterate. Like such a warrior. To. I mean, he's a. He's a son. He's not a warrior. But he's such a warrior on the basketball court. Like, his shoulder has to be killing him. He must be playing through a lot of pain right now. And yet, when you look at the performance he had tonight, outside of not being able to hit that three, and I think that'll come back to him within the next week or so. At least I hope so. Um, his passes were on point again. His mobility looked normal. He was getting by guys with like hesitation moves. He was ISOing. Fancy dribble moves, ISOing. He was ISOing like normal Chris Paul. Like it was 2018 Chris Paul who ISOed all the time with James Harden. That's not as big a, a portion of his offense with Phoenix, but he was capable of doing it when when it was needed tonight. And just watching him do that, I, I was in awe of like this this guy. 
I guarantee you he's playing through a lot of pain still. I guarantee you. That I, injury was not that long ago. Absolutely. And for him to look for him to look at this point like just ninety percent of himself, um, yeah, what a goddamn warrior. And and what what a dude like who is just so totally motivated by this pursuit of finally winning a championship yeah. and just kind of building to his already incredible right. all time legacy. He's right there. He's right there. And and you look at the teams that are left, at least in the West. And I want to talk about the East because uh, I'm I'm pretty afraid of Brooklyn. Not gonna lie, yeah. but you look <laughs> you look at the teams of the West, and the Suns' chances to make the finals right now. We don't have to do an in depth review here, but we could just say looks looks solid, looks pretty good. It's I mean it's definitely uh, the you, best chance they've had since I would say since I've been you could since I've been a Suns fan. You could easily lose to any team you play yeah. from here on out, no doubt. And health but, matters a lot. And health matters quite a bit. But I think you go into... What I'll say about a Denver series, I think you go in as at least a slight favorite in the Denver series. Not that it's going to be easy, but you go in as a slight favorite. And I think you, if you theoretically had a series against Utah, you would go in there with it being considered basically a coin toss. Yeah. That's how I think the league, the the analysts and and the fans and so on would evaluate it. Yeah, at that point, you want a Mavericks Western Conference Finals somehow. (laughs) If you can get that, that's what you would want. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I agree with you. And 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 look, we're gonna take an opportunity to celebrate this game tonight. And look, our next podcast will be a preview of that Denver Nuggets series. We're gonna have to really get into what that series means and what it's gonna look like. And it's I don't even know that we can take anything from the regular season games that the that the Suns played against the Nuggets because Chris Paul <laughs> so was much injured. Has changed. Uh, they yeah. went to overtime. I I don't think there was a back to back series in Denver. Uh, and now they have Aaron Gordon. They have no Jamal Murray. Like it's a completely different team for the Nuggets, and mm-hmm. and the Suns obviously were not quite the Suns even at that time that they played. So this is this is completely different. The expectations are going to be different. Jokic knows Aiton plays him well. He said it in the post game uh, press conference the last time they played against each other. Aiton's going to be vital in that series. This when g- is he not? This man, yeah, this man's <laughs> going to win the MVP. He's guarding an MVP. Uh, and that's going to be fascinating. So we're going to get into that later and, and really get into the Suns' chances in that series. But I just want to point out how hilarious it is that the Suns won the Frank Kaminsky minutes in this game by plus 14. Wow. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, yes. He, I need to do a final tally on the because I've been tracking it. Yeah. LeBron minus three with the Lakers a minus 13 overall. So yet another game where LeBron was off the floor and the Lakers just could not do anything. That's been the story of the series, really. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and you called it from the beginning that the Suns need to win the non-LeBron minutes. And they won that over and over and over and over They again. trounced them. Trounced the non-LeBron minutes. Yeah. Yep. Shout out campaign for that. To an extent. Yeah. He was uh, not his best game tonight. Although I will say campaign, hell of a series. You know, I'm not going to oh, let yeah. one seven point... I'm not going to let one seven-point performance here stop me from saying campaign had a hell of a series. He was still, even tonight, penetrating uh, when he had to, especially oh, as he Booker was, was getting trapped. I mean, getting to the rim is the hard part. Yeah. Making the layups is the easy part. He'll be fine. He'll he'll be fine yeah. in the next series. He'll be good to go. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Enjoy this. Sam, enjoy this. Suns fans, enjoy this. Sam, how much of your drink do you have left? Uh, not much. I got about, about th- I got about three quarters of my drink. Do you want to finish our drinks off right now to end this podcast? Already started. <laughs> All right, let's chug. This is to the Suns.
Go Suns. Go Suns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.